Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, remember that circus they're all supposed to be part of? Let's revisit the circus a little bit this week, just a little bit, because... They need some new acts, and oh boy, it's starting to get a little weird around here. So I'm going to continue my two-part series of how we make Roll for Combat. Now, last week I went over how we record the show, and this week I'm going to go over how we edit the show. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of details as to what tools I use and exactly how I do it, because that's going to be boring for most of you, trust me. Instead, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the philosophy of how we edit the show and why I edit it a certain way. Now, when it comes to actually editing the show, this is very tricky because there's a reason why the best actual plays are the best actual plays. There's one thing pretty much in common with all of them, and you will notice that the very best actual plays have very little dead space in them. Not all of them. But in most of them. What I mean by that is most actual plays, especially way back when, when I first started this almost five years ago, there was so much dead space. You listen to these things, it's boring because you know what? A lot of times when you're playing these games, people are sitting around, they're talking, they're getting drinks, you know, they're just fooling around with dice. There's what we call dead space. And no one wants to listen to that. And whether it was on purpose or by accident, but the very best actual plays are all really good because they just keep things moving. They have almost no dead space. They always have you being entertained. And that is because the best actual plays are usually by actors or professional improv people. In fact, my favorite actual play of all time was Harmon Quest or Harmon Town by Dan Harmon from Community Fame and Rick and Morty. Anyhow, he had a podcast for a very, very long time, and they actually played Pathfinder on that podcast, and it was amazing. And they were incredible. They were just, it's the best actual play I've ever heard. It is a complete and utter disaster of a mess. I mean, from an actual story point of view, it's pretty good, but oh my god, it's a mess. Because sometimes they were blackout drunk when they were doing this show. Now, you can actually find Harmon Quest. It's actually a television show on TV, and Harmon Quest is pretty good. But that's pretty heavily edited, and that's obviously designed as a television show. What I almost recommend is that you listen to actually Harmon Town, and that is the old podcast that's no longer live anymore. But at the end of every show, they would just do, well, they called it D&D, but it was actually Pathfinder, and they were so good. They were just unbelievably good, especially when they had special guests that were improv actors. Now, the reason they were so good is because half of their cast were professional improv, and I mean not just, like, pretty good at improv, like the television show Who's My Line? That improv show, half of Harmontown is actually from that show. So they were incredible. And I would listen to them and think, okay, this is why they're so good. 
because they're riffing off each other, they're moving it forward, and they basically use the rules of improv to move the show forward, and that's why it's so good. Now, what the hell does this have to do with editing? It really has a lot to do with editing because you want to move the show forward. You do not want to have a lot of dead space. So what I do is I edit the show in such a way that, yes, we are not quite that good. I wish we were, but no, we're not. We probably never will be. We're not professional actors. We're not professional improv people. We're good, but we're not that good. We always try to keep and move the show along. But at the same time, we are actually playing a game. You know, that's the other thing is that a lot of these really good actual plays, I can argue with you that they are 90% entertainment and 10% actual playing a role-playing game. Not all of them, but most of them. I'm trying to do, I'd say a 50-50 split. I'd almost say a 60% role-playing, 40% entertainment. And that's on purpose. You know, we are trying to be more realistic with the actual game. And if we entertain you at the same time, great. That's what we're trying to do. But the point being is that you need to move this thing forward. You can't have dead space. So we cut out, or rather I cut out, as much dead space as possible. Some of this is literally just dead space. Sometimes I have to look up a rule or I actually have to look something up in the book and it could be quiet for a minute, two minutes, five minutes. Okay, not five minutes. But the point is 30 seconds of dead air sounds like 10 hours, okay? Even five seconds of dead air can sound like 30 minutes because it really kills the pacing when you have a lot of dead air. So we cut out a lot of the dead space. The other thing is I go through, if you can't hear someone, if there's coughing, if there's ooms and ahs, I take that out. And then finally, I take out like all the breaks because we often will have breaks. We're often sometimes looking up rules. Sometimes there's computer problems, obviously technical issues, that's all taken out. So in the end, we might have a three hour episode I take out all the talking. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We always talk in the beginning of these shows. Usually the rule is if it's a three-ring adventure, we talk for about half an hour before the show. And if it's Edgewatch, we talk for a good hour before the actual show starts. So if you're not a patron, you're missing out on at least half an hour to an hour of us just talking about things that have nothing to do with the podcast. Anyhow, I cut that out. I then cut out all the dead space, I cut out everything else, and next thing you know, a three-hour podcast has turned into a two-hour podcast, sometimes an hour-and-a-half podcast. So that is just how much, quote, dead space that I'm taking out of each of these shows. Another thing that determines how hard a show is to edit is what type of show it is. If we're sitting around and just talking, those are much easier to edit. The shows with combat, those are tricky. Those are the, always the hardest ones to edit because there's a lot of back and forth. I try to keep the pacing up. I try to keep it going pretty quick, but not so quick that you feel like you're being rushed. And I also try to make it so like the dice rolls don't go over when someone's talking. So I'm manually moving those around. So after I cut up an episode, and usually, as I say, every single show, I can usually get two episodes out of. It just depends on the show. I try not to cut up combat, so either I cut one show that's two hours long into two shows, or if I have a show that's like an hour and a half or so, I just make that one show. I put it through a lot of tools, try to make it sound as good as possible, assemble it, and then last thing I do 
is record this intro that you hear right here. I usually do the intro just a few days before it goes live. This way it's fresh. This way the show notes are fresh. And that's kind of it. Again, I won't go into all the technical details, but there's a million things about that. I will tell you, I use Audacity. That's the main tool I use to record everything and do all my editing, which is a free tool that anyone can use. However, the other tool I use to do all the balancing and other work is called Isotrope, and that is like a $3,000 tool, so you probably don't need that. Uh, it's a little overkill. It's something I actually use in my regular job, so I was able to you know, use this for this job too, and once you own it, you own it. It's like one of these things, once you buy it, you just have it forever. You never really need to upgrade it, uh, but it's a professional editing tool that will do amazing things. For example, if you have like a fan going off, you can take it out pretty easily. If you have dogs barking in the background, you can take it out. It's a pro-level audio editing tool, and it's really, really good. So as I said before, I record the intro, I edit the intro, I assemble it, we throw it up on Patreon on Wednesday, and you get the episodes every Friday and Tuesday. And there we go. That is how we put together the show. So if that sounds cool to you, I might have a job for you. That's right. I am looking for editors of Roll for Combat. I had a great guy, amazing guy. He was the best editor I've ever had, and he was doing a fantastic job helping me out. What he would do is listen to the show and help me edit it on a weekly basis. I mean, he basically was the producer of the show. He got a little burnt out, and he also had a lot going on with his life. I think he got married, and he had a big promotion at work, so he just doesn't have time to do our show anymore, so I'm going to be looking for some new people to help me out. This is a paid position where what you get to do is you help me edit the show on a weekly basis. What I will do is I will give you the show in its raw format. Then you need to download it and just sort of go through it and do exactly what I just described this week. You sort of help me edit out the ums and ahs, edit out the coughs, you basically just listen to the show and just take out what doesn't sound good. I have a complete tutorial of how you can do it. You can do it in Audacity, but if someone out there is a pro at audio editing and knows some of the other tools, there's what's called non-destructive editing. The problem with Audacity is it's destructive editing. If you know what I'm talking about right now, then you are probably a good candidate for this position. And I'm probably going to be looking for two people. Originally, I had one person, and he was doing both Three Ring Adventure and Agents of Edgewatch. But just to make this easier for people, if I could find two really good people, one person for Three Ring Adventure and one person for Agents of Edgewatch, that would be great. And what would you be required to do? Pretty simple. You'd get the shows, you listen to them, you edit them, then you give me back the raw audio files. That's pretty much it. If you're an audio engineer or if you have experience with audio in the past, you will probably go to the front of the line because I do find that people with an audio background always do a much better job at this just because they're trained. Not that they're any better than anyone else, they just have more experience than other people. However, that doesn't mean that you too couldn't be able to do this. The time commitment once you get good at this is approximately, I'd say, 
two to three times the amount of audio you're editing. What does that mean? That means if you're editing two hours of audio, it'll probably take you somewhere between four to six hours to actually do the editing. Now, it's not very strenuous. I usually watch TV when I'm doing this. And quite frankly, I've gotten to the point where I am so fast at this that I'm almost, I'm not one-to-one, -one, but I can usually do two hours and about three hours, maybe four. I can do this pretty damn fast, but I have been doing it for five years now. However, I do know you will get faster at it. And after a while, it sort of becomes like the matrix. I swear to God, you can actually look at audio and know what people are saying just by looking at the wavelengths. It's pretty insane. Anyhow, if you're interested in this, I just went through this a lot, contact me on the Discord. I know I did this a few years ago. I had some people try out. I eventually only had one person because they were so good and they had a lot of free time. Unfortunately, that person does not have a lot of free time. And as I said, this is a paid position. Just contact me on the Discord channel. Let me know. Make sure you do have the time commitment. This will require approximately four to six hours from you every week. You can, of course, do more. That's often what people will do is that they'll have a free week and they'll just do like five shows in a row and then they can take off a few weeks and then they do like another three or four or five shows in a row. That's what I also like to try to do. But it does require a fair amount of time to do it. It is fun. You do learn a lot, especially if you want to get into audio engineering, especially if you want to get into audio editing and quite frankly, get paid while you're learning how to do it. So... Get in contact with me on the Discord channel at RollForCombat.com. You can find me there, and we'll go from there. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show notes. Once again, go to RPG Superstar, vote on the monsters. Please vote on the monsters. The best monsters to find is there is select a random monster for me button. Press that button, and that will bring you to the monsters that we want you to vote on, because those monsters need the most votes. So go to that, just RPGSuperstar.com. Help us out with the voting. Pick your favorites. It's a lot of fun. Of course, Battle Zoo Bestiary. It's for sale now. The Foundry module just came out. It will be compatible with the latest version of Foundry, which is 0.9, and it is amazing. I really don't know how Foundry is doing it. I mean, I do know how they're doing it. It's getting to the point that I really do like Roll20, but it's just not even competition anymore. I mean, Foundry is just ridiculous ridiculous how good it is especially for pathfinder it just does everything and it just gets better and better and better every single time it's just it's just mind-boggling i really can't believe how good it is anyhow our modules out there all the battles of best areas in there and again we had the people who actually write foundry do the module for us so the module is kick-ass, let me tell you. And it's on sale right now. Just go to battlezoo.com and you can get the module for a significant discount. Once again, go to battlezoo.com. Everything you need is in there. All the monster parts system, all the items, all the monsters, everything. All built in the foundry. And then finally, do check out the Discord. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. Do check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single week. He seems to be getting later and later and later with his comms, but he eventually turns them in and then we post them on the site. So check those out. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting adventure. As you sneak around and you hear this voice, you see 
hiding behind the bushes. The weirdest sight you've probably ever seen. Uh-oh. Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, a human witch of curses. You see this lean, hairy humanoid with a lanky torso, horned head, bulbous black eyes, and there's light coming from him because one of his hands is made of candlesticks and has the wicks are on fire. Lumiere? Is that what? you? And as Alhara and it see each other, you're both like, <gasps> Roll for combat! What? Darn it. I get it plus two on initiative, but it's still not quite enough to go before it. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Varys, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. So frustrating. So yeah, it'll it'll catch me. Darn it. Uh, I do have a picture of what this thing looks like. That is what it looks like. Look at that thing. It's weird. Whoa. Oh my god. What I hate the it. heck? <laughs> it's really weird. That's very strange. Lauren Sig is playing Hap, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. I love it. I know. It's That's so not weird. Lumiere at all. It's just this thing. It's like, it's huge too. It's like 12 feet tall. Wow. It was hiding and behind the bushes, and it just kept saying, hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. Sup, buddy. How you doing, eh? Sup. Yeah. So it sees Zahara and... uh, As part of initiative, I pull out the uh, cold iron pick. Good choice. I love it. Like, it's it's something weird looking. It's either Faye or it's another one of these demons. And either way, I'm using this pick on it. Adoran is so proud of you. Hey, you look like you might be vulnerable to this. I got me that swaggering initiative. Oh, God, it's so big. Oh, is mm. it? I, I can't see the token yet. That's is what it he big? said? Yeah, it's actually behind it's the large. tree. It's it's huge. Funny. It's so large. do you actually pull out that cold iron pick? Heck yeah, because I get two oh, when I roll initiative. That actually changes things. Uh-oh. It's going to come after you, but it sees that. And it's like, <laughs> I'm going somewhere else. I don't want anything to do with that. I love it. It's like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going after you, buddy. Nope. Got a big nope coming for you. You know what the nope means? That's awesome. I love that. Here hmm, comes that... the nope. Here we go. Oh, hell no. What? Hells no. Wait, what? What, what is this? It casts a spell like. right on top of you, and suddenly you are all, you and your bro, are in complete and utter darkness. Oh my gosh. Gross. Gross. Well, what do I see from the outside? You just see a ball of darkness, and they completely disappear. Oh my you gosh. You can't see through that. I'll put it this way. Does anyone have dark vision? No. Okay, nope. then you can't. Nope, then no one can see through it. Uh, and then you see it quickly run. Hap does see it run, like, to uh, to this other bush. Yeah, Atron yeah. sees it briefly when that yeah, runs. Yeah, Atron briefly sees it. Now, it's glow- it actually has light coming off of it. It was hard to see before because it was hiding behind the bush and it was kind of covering up its hand. But now it's, like, sprinting, and you actually can see light coming off of it. It's like a beacon because it's dark. Well, so Atron knows exactly where it is. But plus, it's, like, broad daylight. 
No, it's dark. It's, yeah, it's, it's got night. Dark. Yeah, oh, you just slept time? the whole day. Yes. Oh, okay. I said that. I said that. Okay. Well, that makes this easy. I know about where it is. Yes. Great. Uh, Ataran will start with... Where are you? Mm. Ataran's not going to waste any time. They start chanting, and as they do so, they gesture around the graveyard. Well, do you stop your other spell? Because you have to stop it now. Oh, yeah. that uh, That's not a spell. That's a feat. But yeah, Atron just stops. Um, Atron starts gesturing around the graveyard. And will cast Invoke Spirits. Do, 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 do. 120 foot range. Oh, it's a 10 foot burst, not a one foot burst. Um, making ah. sure to center it where the creature is. And a number of ragged, you know, um, upset spirits, spirits that have been betrayed and, you know, want to get vengeance for being wrongfully killed, rise up from around the graveyard and then start swarming around that area. Jeez. Yeah. Whoa, it fails. It's only eight points of damage. I know, but I get to sustain it, which is sorry. It's six points of damage. Six points. So it's um, it's six points of mental and eight points of negative that they take. Um, If it critically failed, it would do something else. So, all right, and then I will move twenty-five feet. That's so neat. Yeah, I like it, and. It seemed very fitting for where we currently are. Alhara, you are in complete and total darkness. Like, okay. you cannot see your hand in front of your face. But I know that there was, like, an obelisk shape uh, in front of me, because I was trying to hide behind it. And there were some other stones, but I'm not exactly sure where they are. But here's what Alhara does. A very Alhara move. First thing she's going to do is leap forward toward where that thing was and over the stone in front of her uh, 25 feet. Or 20 feet, rather, because she doesn't have her staff out, so she doesn't get the, the bonus from pushing off from it. Mm, give me a flat check. Sure. Just, it'll be it'll be easy, but just in case. Just to make sure. Oh, You're fine. Then. 11. You, you, you remembered, engaged it right, and jumped okay, over. Cool. No problem. Yeah, she's just leaping as far as she can. And then she's going to, uh, she's going to start just hauling butt toward where this thing was last seen. Um, so that'll be five feet and she's out of this darkness. Uh, she's going to go all the way 35 feet. That's one stride action. Oops. It's around this tree here somewhere. Right. Let's just get all the way here. I can go one more square, but it doesn't exist on the map. Unfortunately, I won't be able to attack it because this will be my third action. Correct. But I'd really like to just... Oh, and Alhara can see all the spirits swarming around it, by the way. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. Watch out, everyone. This thing has swirling spirits. Okay, now you can. Thanks. All right, so yeah, she's going to move all the way over to it. Aha, I've, I've got it. It's right here. And she's shouting Attack out. Attack of opportunity. Aha. Threatening, threatening this thing. Really? Yep. Oh, Plus yikes. That's a huge reach. Uh, Jeez, I didn't know it's I had gonna that. It's going to hit you with its candle fingers. <laughs> of course oh, it does. Yuck. <laughs> Little <laughs> fingers. Nobody 29. make the joke. It's two on the nose. Uh, 20, 29 does hit. Yes. Sixteen fire damage. 
Right. It's just it's it's candle fingers. I mean, the only thing better than that is Cube Face. Gosh, from uh, Gelatinous Cube. Cube Face candle is pretty fingers silly. <laughs> is a close second. So you just got hit with a handful of candles, literally. Gross. Uh, does it do anything else? actually not that bad because believe it or not the damage was 3d10 oh Jeez. gross <laughs> and it rolled a three a four wow. to four. <laughs> so it did very I will definitely damage. consider myself lucky happens up i'm gonna talk to riley real quick buddy i'm gonna need your help i'm really not feeling very well today uh so i'm gonna spend one action or i'm sorry i'm gonna spend two actions to cast haste on riley <laughs> And then I'm going to spend one action to inspire courage. The sight of my good boy being just so Yay. ready to, to do his best just makes everybody filled with determination. And then Riley gets one action, which he will use to move. Hopefully, uh, I, I'm ho- I, don't, I can't see where Darius is, but I'm hoping that I at least got nope. hit with that. <laughs> nope. Not even okay. Darius well, can see it. <laughs> None of us know oh, where man. he is. Not even him. I don't know Okay, well, that's, that's, that's my four actions. Darius, you are also, you're like, la di da di da boom, who turned off the what lights? What the, alright, well, I I feel like Darius would just try to, just run run in a direction to see if it ends, which I will pick a random direction. Rob Tremarco is playing Darius Varus, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. Give me a direction. So, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It went All right. clockwise, so it's going to go west. I'm right. going to go west um, until I can see, right? Boom! You can walk right into a grave. Give me a... Oh. Uh, <laughs> give me a fly check. Yeah. The funny thing is because of the way we have the icon, even you did not... None of us knew that it was there. I didn't even know it was there. A one. You fall flat on your face oh. as you trip over Oof. the grave. Now, no damage. Right, right, right. I just, just put like, another action to, yeah. like, like I'll, you know, stand up and keep moving. Like, oh, oof, of course. Of course. Do another right. flat check just to make sure you don't trip again. Well, I, I, like, feel over it, you know what I mean? Like, I fell over it, No, 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 it, right? no, no, you get up, and it's still, it's just a flat. If you're going to be running in darkness, I still just, it's going to be very easy. Seven. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. It's like a 10% chance. I'm just, it's yeah. very easy. So, like, All oh, right. okay, cool. I'm here. Yep. Yeah, uh, that is three actions. You can keep moving though a little bit. I would finish that movement. That was like ten, fifteen. Right. Well, it's one to move, 20. then then you trip. Then it's one to stand up. Right. And then this is your last one. Right. So, so that's um, ten, fifteen, twenty, yep. twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five. Cool. Because in you can't even see through that because like it's just pure dark. Right. I just try. I'm basically gonna follow Riley at this point. You got it. Candle boy goes. Candle boy sees Alhara. He goes. Ah, that meant your door. No, I hate that. <laughs> she. Ah. <laughs> no reactions in dimension door. <laughs> dimension door next to Hap, Darius, and Riley. Oh, only forty-five feet. Oh, now Darius wants to go back. No, a little. no. He's like, I'm gonna I, run away I, over there. I went, oh, I went fifty-five. I should have gone forty-five. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, in fact, you know what he does? I'm going to have him be a dick. He's going into the darkness. Into the dark. Oh, that's being a total dick. 
Well, then that means we don't even know he did that. Well, he will in a second, because you see candle fingers come out and attack Hap. Ah, that's awful. It misses. Thank God. 26. Oh, wait, Hap, you're fatigued. It hits 26 points of damage. Okay, so 21 points of damage. Look at that. It would have hit you 21. Wait. That's right. Cause... Oh, wait. Uh, we just got something for this. How about Crown of the Fire Eater? So all the fire damage. I'll, so I'm going to increase my fire resistance to 15. Why don't you explain take... before? But instead of you just saying this, why don't you explain to everyone, including me, what this does? Yeah. So it does two things. It increases your fire resistance to 15 for this as a reaction. And it only lasts for this. And then any damage you take over, it heals up to 15 of it. Okay. Yeah. So, so 26, but then you only take nine points. Yeah. Well, I'm, right? I'm going to take, no. I'm going to take none of it because the damage gets taken, but then it gets eaten and healed up. So it basically prevents 30 fire damage like one time. Okay. Crown of the fire eater. So here's where it gets a little weird. The flames from its fingers shed bright light in a 10-foot radius and are visible even in areas by magical darkness. Oh, so he oh. lit himself up when he went there. Oops. Well, he's still concealed. <laughs> um, however, you're going to see something. Atron, how far are you from it? Uh, 40-something? Cool. Give me a will save. 50, yeah, I'm 50 feet. You may will save. Doki. Ooh, I'm going to use my hero point to roll again, because I rolled a 2, which gives me an 18. 18's not so bad. But how about a 33 instead? You're fine. You're like, ooh, the lights. The lights! They're so cool. Razzle-dazzle. Oh, snap out of it. Snap out of Razzle it. Razzle-dazzle. You're out of it. You're like, oh, oh what was that? You're fine. So, yeah, you can actually see him. It's a little weird, because he's like, he's in the darkness, but I can see him? Why'd he do that? That was weird. All right, you go. Um, how well can I see him? Oh, he's fine. He's not even, um, he well, he has a radius of 10 feet of light. So you see him as if, like, that area of the darkness is just, like, gone. Like, he oh. seems to have countered it. So you okay. see him fine. I would like to recall knowledge then. Okay, hold on. Especially because I have no idea what the heck you are. That's right. Real world knowledge will not work here. Oh, boy. You're like, I have never heard of this thing. I don't know what this thing is. Wow. And pff, couldn't tell you. However, you think it's a fae. Oh. That much you know. And obviously it doesn't seem to like cold iron as this thing is running away from Malhara left and right. That is all you know. You've never seen or heard of anything like this, ever. Okay. So, Atharon will say, um, it, is, it is fair, use cold iron, but maybe we can talk to it. And Atharon will continue concentrating on the spirits, bringing them 30 foot closer, but won't set it on anybody. I can't get it all the way to the creature. Um, but we'll concentrate to move it over. And then... With my last action, I'm really going to try talking to it. And Atron will say in Sylvan, 
Hello, we do not know what you want, but we can cease hostilities if you are friendly. And that would be the end of my turn. Hmm. I don't have any, like, immediate diplomacy skill feats yet, so... Alhara, you, um... You can kind of see it from your angle, because the darkness is in front. But you can still see, like, this little corner, like, over there. Okay, so it's that direction? Yeah, enough that you know where it is. (laughs) And it's like, it's 85 feet away from me! That bastard! Okay, so I think I can move through there. Running over graves left and right. Oh, I mean, past him. Uh... To where she can sort of see where this glow is, right? Because I can, it's 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 putting out the the darkness. Well, only twenty, only ten feet around it. So, in other words, you would have to go like down here to attack it. Oh, this area over here would still be considered. Oh, let's assume I went this. Yeah, that's direction. fine. That's fine. Yep. All right, one second. Basically, nowhere the north or the east can you see it, but anywhere from the south or the west you can. Uh, looks like I can take a second move action. Sure. You're stepping on someone's grave, Alara. Yeah, whatever, it's fine. All right, uh, so that's the second move action to move right up to it, and you said it has reach and attack of opportunity. Uh huh. All right. Are you Let's waiting? Do it. You want it? You actually want it? I know you. I can. I can I'm hear not it. I want it. I'm just. I'm being fair because if I have attack of opportunity, which I do, I would want you to give me the opportunity to, to take it properly. Candle fingers. Miss. Oh, it missed. This thing's going to get just destroyed. It has a plus no. 20 to attack. It's been rolling so low. 32 no. to hit? Ouch! No! Not the cold iron! So the good news is I don't have panache yet, so there's no additional damage there, but it is wounding, so it is now bleeding for a d6 per round. Uh, yes! It's going to kill you first so good hap give me a will save oh no will save oh yes hey look at that it's a nat 20 what riley give me a will save well that's all right come on riley no it's not i'm teasing i'm teasing riley is fine oh both of you are totally fine 28 is fine 39 fine don't trust those fingers okay so um, now I'm going to do what hopefully 10 levels worth of build planning has led me to not be a waste, I hope. Uh, with one action, <laughs> I'll careful. step. With another action, I'll inspire courage. So come on, guys. You can do this. You especially, Riley. Go get them. Yeah. And then with my third action. Wait, I messed that up. Oh, well, it's fine. Uh, and then with my third action, I'll command Riley to get in there. That way he can use three actions since he's got haste. Sweet. So he gets on. Let, let me see how far he goes because I'd love for him to get. Oh, he's not. There's no way he's going to flank. Yeah, so he'll get on up there. Leave room for Darius. And he'll make two jaws attacks. Done it. Oh my god, he shoots sharks. Okay. Some of it's the good fire, news or the bad news. There you go. Yeah, I already knew not to hit him with the fire. fire. It, uh, it only does a little bit of damage. All right. Do you want the good news or the bad news, Steve? Just whatever. Just tell me. All right. I use Riley uses one action to pull him prone automatically. That's so good. Okay. And that's Riley's turn. Darius, give me a will save. All right. Hold on. 23. Do you keep it? Probably not. Tell me. <laughs> let's, spend, 
Let's spend the hero <laughs> point. Okay. 29. Oh, Ooh, you're fine. Yeah, oh. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. I go. Am I cool? Am I good? You're fine. I All think right. you're cool. Thanks. Run up to it. Mountain stance. Hot. And then flurry of blows. Plus one to hit and plus one to damage. Plus. Oh, because of my inspiration. That's right. That's right. You watch that good boy and you're like, man, I want to be just like you know, that dog. I'm inspired by Riley. That's a 28 plus one from hat 29 and it's prone. Sure, you hit. <laughs> Super prone. There's a, and also my fist count is, you know, cold iron because my metal strikes. What? That's cheating. What? Sorry. Sorry. The sorry the rules hurt you. Show me on the doll where the rules touched you. Wow. And second shot. Hmm. 31. How about it? And again. Electricity, cold iron. Whew. And forceful, so that's uh, two more damage. Yeah. And I'm done. Hmm. He picked the wrong circus. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, know, I hear you guys complain a lot. We're doing good this time, aren't we? Yeah, I think I we're doing all right. I feel bad for you. I gave you a low encounter. Nah, I think we needed it. We need we need these these really these ones where we get to feel like heroes every once in a while, or it's just abusive. I mean, technically, it never attacked us. It did. Yeah, yeah. It threw up a darkness, but I mean, that could just be trying to get away. Eh, screw this thing. It, it lured <laughs> us in. It lured us in with the weird it creepy did. It hello. It's coming right for us. I don't like this line in my direction. What is this? Bad business. That's what that is. <laughs> it's a big oh, line. No. It's a line of things. Hit, hit those people in front of you. I'm a nice. I'm a nice person. Eh, you know what it does. It looks at you. It sees that it's being wounded. It's on fire. You guys just kick the crap out of it in six seconds. <laughs> Darius's hands are made out of cold iron. Alhara's has a cold iron pick. Riley just pulled it down without so much as a how did he do? It's uh, it's uh, yeah, that's Again? It. It's, it's dimension dooring, but this time sneaky disappears completely. How many of those does it have? Dun dun dun, at least two. It's gone. Why does it say you're temporarily immune for an hour if it goes for a mile? Oh, I see. That's interesting. I didn't know that that was in there, so I was like, what the hell is this? I'll keep that in mind if I take that spell. Yeah, right? Ataran concentrates bringing the spirits ever closer to themselves is not going to let go of the spell until Ataran has to, just in case the thing reappears. But, you know, that's like eight more rounds. Eh, you're pretty sure this thing teleported away. Bye-bye, because it's like, oh, this did not work out the way it's planned. And just uh, just uh, took off and went, bye-bye. It was able to read the room. Right at the end, Alteron just says, thank you, my friends. And all the spirits kind of like pause, nod, bow, whatever, and then float back down into the ground. Well, that was an odd fay. I did try to offer it some parlay in its tongue, but apparently it wait. was too afraid. Wait, that wasn't a demon? It, lo it looked like a demon. It was fey, but your pick was still good for it. But it had like, it. like horns it was and was all red. 
It definitely looked like it had the fire hands. Fire it hands. It was. It looks, hands. It was Fay. Mm. Yes. I don't know. I kept teleporting away. I don't think that was very Fay. We um, should check her. on our friend. Make sure he's okay. Yes, Boog, uh, Boo, Boo, uh, Boogaloo, Yes, and um, Boogaloo, 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 and Clive. Um, are you okay? They come out from hiding behind the big bush. Is it over? It's gone. I don't it know if it's left. over. It it could come back, but it is gone. Uh, yeah. Usually things don't come around here. We've got a pretty good fence around here. But, you know, the area around here is a little haunted. And every so often we will get weird fae kind of wander in here. I don't know what that thing was. But, um... I am not sure. It is not anything I have seen before. Hmm. Yeah, this, uh... But it was Faye, which means it lives nearby. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But it looked like he was kind of a coward. Looks like he was just trying to score a quick meal or something. I, I have to imagine, since it kept calling out to us, that it was trying to lure us. Which, well, it was not prepared to be luring in an entire party of adventurers, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, finish this thing up real quick, and uh, maybe we can accompany you back to uh, Castanley, because uh, <laughs> I want to get out of here. Mm. Uh, Steven, can I try to still use the invoke, or because it was interrupted, I can't? Or the... I don't know how it works. The feet. It doesn't... I don't What's think there is anything about interrupting it. Let me check. What's it called? Uh, it is the feet consult the spirits. I don't see anything about interruption. It isn't like casting a spell. It's like you're doing a ritual to talk to the spirits. It's what Atron did um, in Bandy's house. You can only use this once per day. Yeah. I will say you can try again and then give me a flat check to see if it succeeds. Okay. Yeah. So Atron goes back to their candle. We'll say it go. it went out. So Atron lights it again. It's a black flame, of course. Oh, what of other course. kind is there? Mm-hmm. Luckily, when Atron lights it, nothing bad happens. All right, flat check first, so d20. 14, so I'm good. So you think. Do you yes, want to make... you're fine. You're fine. Um, you're fine. All right, 10 minutes go by. Buraloo finished the burial. So does Clive. They seem to be working extra hard. Jump onto the cart. Like, we're out of here. Are you coming? Do you want to make the occultism check, or do you want me to? Secret. Cool. My question, provided I succeeded or critically succeeded, my question is what killed you? Uh, Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Crap, what was her name? Close enough. Aaliyah. So I imagine Atron sees like numerous spirits that linger here, but hopefully Aaliyah will answer. Huh. Give me a second. Oh, really? Um,. All right, so what killed you, Aaliyah? And uh, what's another good one? Um, how did you attract its attention? And if I need a third. That's a real which, good one. If I critically succeeded. Well, you either get one or you get three. That's it. Right, yeah. So what killed you? How did you draw its attention? And... Where'd you hide the money? Let's see. Did you ever see it outside of your dreams? Give me a sign. Yeah, no problem. 
trying to find my Kuru's place notes. All right. So you consult the spirit. Now you're trying to contact her spirit. Yeah, specifically Aaliyah's. Okay. This is what happens. You feel as if you succeeded in casting the spell and as if you would have contacted her and you ask her question, but you don't get an answer because it feels like she's trapped somewhere where she can't answer you. What? That's not good. That's... I mean, that's horrible, but that's also kind of cool. Yeah, Atron's like staring into the candle flame, and then it just suddenly goes out and Atron blinks. Well, that is unfortunate. What, I, what happened? I, I think I was trying to reach out to Aaliyah, the girl's spirit. <sighs> I think she is trapped. Her mind or her soul or both. I, she could not answer me. She is bound or trapped somewhere. Oh, no. Yes, it is most unfortunate. You, wait, but they were burying her, so her soul is trapped somewhere? Um, her mind, her soul, her spirit, something, yes. She could not answer me, but I did seemingly, probably because of the closeness, I could find some connection to her spirit. Hmm. That is not good. Yeah, no, no. You said you dreamt of something last night, uh huh. Yeah, I, I had bad dreams, but after, I don't know what they were saying, and the child and the dreams, I, I'm kind of worried. I dreamt that this black horse was, like, uh, it had fiery hooves, and oh, I don't even like to think about it. Do you remember where we have heard that? Wait, we've heard it? Oh, yes. We have heard of that before. At the farm, from a ghost. <gasps> oh. She rides with spurs of fire, the night lady. Oh, the fire, it burns. The night lady is drawn to us. We are poking our nose, and now she is poking her nose at us. Oh, no. Yes. I assume this means the night lady rides some fiery horse. I also assume that is why the horses in that stable were burnt and left to mere skeletons, but that could be wrong. Anyway. Yeah. I think this is more work of the Night Lady, and that means she's getting at your dreams, which is a bigger problem. And Hap's dreams, if she's dreaming about Bardoff, or was that unrelated, do you think? Mm, it could be both. I think the Night Lady finds people who have upsetting memories and uses them back to make them have bad dreams. Well, I was losing the race against the horse, so that's mm. pretty terrible. What we have seen, as Hap has said, bad things in our time. It would be easy to find bad things from our past to use against us. Right. We will... I, I can't do anything for it now, but we will have to find ways to fortify our minds. Okay. Yeah, if there's anything you can do, I I don't want to have that dream again. Yes, the keeping, well, we can't control when the root talisman I give you works, but that can help. But we need to find something to protect everyone. I will have to look at that. Okay. Anyway, um, um, 
Clive and uh, uh, Boralu. We, we, we can go. Um, <laughs> Boralu, do you have interest in joining the circus? <laughs> we, we try to keep attention for um, new people, new talent, and um, your singing, which attracts the insects, which is something amazing. If you wish to join, um, we can talk about it on the way. You know, uh, I don't mind work as a grave digger, but uh, it is kind of a bit boring. It would be different. You and App could probably do some amazing things together, considering the, the like fire show and the singing and dancing, and it would be very, very pretty. You know, I've been thinking about trying something else. So, um, think people would be interested in that? Listening to me, me sing? Doesn't seem like much of a much of a thing for a circus seems kind of boring no singing and it's very compelling it can be a very powerful act not every act is a, a juggling or a clown or feats of anything it's your your talent and your the power of your your voice comes out it's very compelling huh as uh as you go along looks like he goes Clive uh, you think you can handle it if I took off I mean I don't want to leave you in a lurch Clive's like, oh, well, um, I think I can take care of it. Uh, will I at least be able to visit you and go to the circus and see him sing? Yes. As long as, as long as I'm allowed to go and visit my friend every so often, I think that's okay. I mean, I don't mind this job, and to be honest, it's not like we're that busy. I mean, one person can handle it. I can, I'm sure I can find someone to help me out. I admit increasingly I think some of our... Mm, Things that we must investigate, these conflicts, these dangers. We will have to leave the circus behind for longer and longer periods. So knowing that there are more good, um, well-intentioned talent joining would be good for us to know while we are gone. Oh, okay. And Borlu bows his shuny head. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, I think I think I would enjoy that. I meant... Graveyard's not going anywhere, and people always die, so I can always go back to this. Sure, I'll I'll give it a shot, if you have me. Yes, excellent. Uh, excellent. That, that is awesome. All right, put it there. He puts out his little paw to shake Darius's big, meaty hand. Oh, so I cute. shake it. And there is Baralu, the dead singer. Look Ooh, at that art. picture. Look at him. He's so cute. That... I oh almost spelled it right. Wow, that, that is, is fantastic. That's adorbs. <laughs> He's adorable. A motion magical musical. How adorable. See he the Shuni who sings to the dead. Watch as the spirits of the departed fly and dance to his melodious voice. I love that. The fireflies is a metaphor to the spirits. That's great. That is so great. Adorable. Oh my goodness. Is it just like howling? <laughs> that would be. It's real singing. It's real what? singing. Occasionally whimpering. Racist. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it kind of is. Poor Shuni. I just look like a dog. I'm not actually a dog. I like how now we're going to go back to the circus and be like, so we walked into a graveyard and look, and now we have another act. <laughs> yep. And all the old acts are like, more of them? They just keep pulling up more new acts. We're never going to No, no. You're getting bigger and bigger. They yeah. don't mind. 
Yeah, Keep they got like theory, pipe tents and things. In theory, if this was a real circus, you would just have more acts, and you wouldn't just have seven. You would have like ten acts, twelve yeah. acts, multiple so. tents, correct, multiple yeah. nights, exactly. So one big double-sided axe with like fire all over it. Yeah. What? Chopping logs in half. But basically, we're gonna get to Absalom, axe, and we're gonna be act. like Las Vegas. <laughs> we're gonna Cirque the Cirque the Soleil, something. You'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Anyhow, you continue on your way after your, well, I don't know what you're going to call it. We'll call it something. And uh, on your way, something happens. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I thought we were going to have to search that graveyard because the map was so big. Yeah, it's just a big fight. Candleman. Candleman! You continue on your way through the hallows and someone calls up and says uh hap ohara darius upper management help oh no there's something weird up here who's that hello who's who's there where's the voice coming from uh ohara no, these are people these are your people your people are oh okay you. your people are like get up here or something all right ohara breaks into a sprint run i'm not sure which way i'm running on the map, but I'll do it. I'll do it too. The curve in the trail reveals a gruesome scene. <clears throat> the grass at the side of the trail is sodden and pooled with blood, and an emancipated figure is pinned to a nearby tree trunk with a heavy iron spike. <gasps> Small goat like horns protrude from the corpse's forehead, and its lower body is a pair of furry legs that end in cloven hoods. It's a fawn. The blood on the figure descends both from the deadly wound in his chest and from its mouth and nose. The scene here is at least several hours old, and the air is thick with the scent of blood. So it looks like some poor creature has been killed and nailed to the tree. What do you do? I go and, you know, check him out and, and try and move these nails and medicine check all over the place i want to go to our people make sure they're okay oh they're okay they're okay they didn't really they just saw it and kind of ran away and got you because this is your job oh i was gonna leap up into a tree and start looking around to see if whatever did this is still around okay let's do one thing at a time medicine sure. check darius all right hold on medicine uh i can't assurance this right 26 it's too low of a number you can do whatever you want Oh, I don't want to hurt them. Oh, it's dead. Oh, it's dead. Oh. Oh, no. oh, oh, it's, it's like, you're not going to hurt them. <laughs> oh, it's oh, dead. It's got nail through its chest. It's quite Oh, dead. oh, okay. I thought it was like a crucifix thing. <laughs> well, I oh, said geez. it's a corpse. <laughs> oh, my apologies. Yes. There's 25. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know? I'm pretty sure that the, the, the nail on the chest did it, but. <laughs> well, you think. You, you look at the body. And it is a satyr. It's bled to death. Oh. And you look closely at it and you realize, eh, this ain't good. You, you realize that there was some narrow instrument that was shoved forcibly up the satyr's nose oh. only moments before <sighs> it died of blood loss. Is there something in his nose? You Do you look in it? Of course. You look in it, you like, ask Hap, 
Hey, Hap, shine a little light Hap, up here. I need light. Uh, there's something that was put up his nose. Uh, okay. I'll, okay, I'll give you a little light. Shine a little light up the nose. And, uh, you look, and you, you can't believe this. I mean, this is some medicine, buddy. You realize that a small portion of the satyr's brain, in fact, the pituitary gland was extracted through the nose. Oh my gosh. With an instrument of some sort while it was still alive. Gross. Something was taken from his brain as he was dying alive still. That's what... what, Who would do this? What would do this? Um, What were the other people doing? Hap, what were you doing? Well, you already said that the, the people left, so I'm just kind of here... Staying to the center of the of the road, so I don't get ambushed or pulled into the forest. <laughs> good, good call. Let's see, uh, Atron, you know that this is a satyr. Oh, that was my first question. Can I tell that this is a fae? So, yeah. In fact, I'm, I already did it for you because I knew where it was nice. going. Yeah, you so automatically I'll... know it's a fae, and more importantly, you notice something weird. You know that satyrs always have pipes and an axe mm. always they're both missing yeah so Atron just says something has attacked this satyr it is another fay and it has it is missing its pipes and its axe could the the candle fay creature have gone after its brain that that seems I, most I odd. don't I, think so it I was an instrument of some kind a metal instrument sharp something Maybe it was this night lady? This is very odd. Um, how long ago do you think it was, Darius? Um, I don't know how long ago. A couple hours. A couple of hours. This is mm, fresh. Then it is probably not nearby? Atron, like, looks around suspiciously. Atron gestures up to the heavens and begins to chant, Tamishalet, and is casting False Life just in case. Okay. Alhara runs up a tree. Now, there's uh, the canopy is pretty thick, but you look around, you see no tracks, nothing. It's as if something either was able to cover its movement or flew or whatever. But you don't you don't see anything like where it came from, how it attacked this thing, and how it left it. There's no evidence of anything. Huh. You look around, you don't see anything. You don't see like movement or anything that's really weird like no tracks no nothing nothing that is very strange and you know the fact this is very recent like just maybe two three hours ago this just happened yeah that's what i was hoping for like recent uh tracks displaced branches anything nope you think either incorporeal or has some magic that can make it move yeah without rangers and druids can move through the underbrush without leaving a trace Correct. Hmm. All right. After staying up there a bit, she'll jump down and and report to everyone. Nothing around here. No tracks to speak of. No way that it came in or out. I see no suspicious movement. I I don't know what did this. I don't know. I feel like I'm being watched. Well, after a while, you hear something. (laughs) It's it's a night of hearing things. This time, instead of singing, first it was singing, then it was something saying hello. Now you hear another 
song. Oh, good God. Give me a perception or performance check. Ooh. Oh. What's better for me? I think my performance. Perception, 33. Ugh, nat one. Hap. Oh, oh. Perception, Ooh. 32. I got a good performance. Otteron, Darius, and Ahara can clearly We hear. only have like seven minutes left. I can hear a point this, right? If you want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's, yeah, let, don't underestimate right. Steve's ability to attack yeah. you and kill you. I probably won't die in that. Oh my god. <laughs> 26. Okay. It's more than enough. You all hear a weird song. It's very rough. And it's a crude attempt at lyrics. And it's singing this to you as it's getting closer and closer. Go away. I'm coming. You shouldn't look. No peeking. Go away. I'm coming. You shouldn't look. No peeking. And it's getting closer and closer. I fly up. What? <laughs> okay, you fly 25 up. 25 feet up. <laughs> 25 feet up, alright. <laughs> what is that? Um, does that make me think of anything? Has Atron heard this before? Sorry, you can do a blind check. Let's see... You have no idea. You're I like, assume it's Faye with the way things are going. That's you for assume sure. it's yeah. Faye, but you're like they got weird ass Faye in this part of the world because yep. you're like you are uh -huh. been you're you're zero and two tonight, and you just hear it getting closer and closer. Ahara's gonna jump up into a tree and try to remain quiet and hidden. Ataran shakes their head. I I do not know. I I figured it might be Faye, but I, I do not know what this is. I don't know. Should we let's 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 stay out of sight? And I go into a shrub. Otteron okay. is going to um glancing over as uh Hap starts to move. Otteron uh sweeps their arms out and raven feathered wings kind of like flutter out from their arms as they chant Gravitat Diot Mekazat Tolva and cast fly on themselves. Ooh. And Otteron will fly up behind a tree. Please, Darius and Riley to be on the ground. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, you fly up into a tree. It continues its sing-song. Go away. I'm coming. You shouldn't look. No peeking. And you thought the weird-ass guy ten feet tall with candles was, was odd? Oh, gosh. This guy uh, has it beat by a lot. He's got clocks for arms. Okay. Oh, See boy. See this, this creature that is roaming through the forest. It bursts out singing its song. It's not very tall. It's like a gnarly fey humanoid. And it is covering its face with its hand. And it is kind of a mixture between a human and a tree and it's got like branches and other things coming out of its uh its its um uh, hair and you just hear this weird sing song and as it's as it's getting closer and closer it's just walking around towards you all just singing this song everyone give me a will save Okie dokie. I've not been rolling well at those Jeez. tonight. Roll the three. Oh, thank God. 28. Everyone. Oh, let me get my dog, too. 27. 
not. Oh. Okay. Hap succeeded. Yay. Darius failed. Uh. Hatron failed. Riley failed. Uh oh. Ohara critically failed. Uh oh. Big. As, as you see. As you see this creature, and even though you're not, this is this is just passive. Like you, you're not even. It's not attack. It's nothing. As it gets near you, and you see it, you are frightened. Not just frightened. You're horrified. You have no idea what the heck this thing is, and it is scaring the hell of you. Those of you succeeded are frightened. One. That's, uh, that's Hap. Wow. Those of you who failed, that's everyone else except Alhara, is frightened too. And Alhara, oh, you're, no. frightened, you're frightened four. Oh, what? no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, everyone give me a fortitude save. Oh, oh, no. That's not good. Oh, God. Oh, thank goodness. 31. I, it's a success. It's a critical for me. Ooh, I did bad. That's a 19 for me. Alhara gets a 26. Hap gets a 32. Aries 31. Atron and... And Riley. Oh, that's right. Fort save. Oh, thank God. Okay. Darius succeeded. Hap succeeded. I critically succeed because that is my special save. Riley fails. Acheron critically fails. And Alhara fails. Jeez. You see this thing? It is scaring you so bad that whatever this is... Um, well, don't forget, all, all your checks are minus four, Alhara. So, wait. Mm. So, actually, Alhara got a 20... What did you get? 22. All right, you're still okay. You just fail. Darius, you get a... Oh, 29. 29. You fail. Oh. Atron gets 19. A, well, yeah, you fail. You critically fail. And Riley... Uh, Riley's also frightened, too. Yeah, I just added the chicken to him. Oh, the chicken's not the right thing. That's okay. Uh, Riley's a 27, and they fail. Okay, everyone who failed, you're doomed one. Oh, no. Am I dead? You're doomed two, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> So basically, you lost two levels. Um, well, doomed is worse than that. Go to dying two, you die. Yeah, it's not drained. But it oh, right, right. I, I think I, drained. I die easy now. Yeah. So everyone Great. is doomed one, except, uh, well, Hap, you got a 30. Hap, you, you, you failed two. Everyone's doomed one. Wow. And the only one who's, and, the only one who's, and then Atron's doomed two. So, yeah. And then as soon as it's walking, it's just walking. It's just not even doing, this is just, this is just what happens when you see this thing. It's not attacking you. It's not even being mean to you. You just happen to walk near it because it's saying, go away. I'm coming. Everyone stay away from me. And we should have listened, apparently. <laughs> Well, you did, and you're still up in the air because it's just visual. Like, he, unless you like told me, like I literally don't look at this thing. But and also some of it's it's just mental. No, that's too. fair. Part of it's mental. Uh, some of it's visual, and some of it's mental. Uh, it sees the corpse 
on the tree and suddenly takes its hand away from its face. Uh oh. And it's like Pee-wee's Great Adventure, Large Marge, and you're like, oh no, that is the worst thing I've ever seen in my like your worst nightmare has come to life. And it seems to fly into a rage and says in common end Sylvan, Who did this? We'll just stop for there. We'll see what happens. That now. is a great stopping point. That's that awesome. Amazing. Uh, beat the crap out of before you see this thing. Amazing. Gosh. You've been listening to Roll for Combat Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that no Tom Hanks's were harmed in the making of this podcast. 